if you can turn with me to the gospel according to Luke, the 17th chapter. Gospel according to Luke, the 17th chapter. We will pick up at verse 11 to verse 19. Luke, the 17th chapter, verses 11 to 19. This is continuing on with Christ on his way to Jerusalem. And we see him on his way towards Jerusalem. He passes by Galilee and Samaria. So we're going to look at this gospel according to Luke in this 17th chapter and just see what truths can we glean from this and to see who will give God glory. You can help me announce that to your neighbor to simply say to them, who will give God glory? If you're not there, please say, hold on. If you're there, say, let's roll. And I hope we arrive to the same conclusion together. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And the Word of God says, As Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has none other, has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Who will give God glory? What has the Lord done for you? Uh, that should be a long essay for you just to take account and talk about what the Lord has done for you. If we can just stop for a moment and look at our watch and go back some hours, we can say, he woke me up. If we can just look to the left, to the right, he put not just clothes on us. But we, as we say, well, clothe me in my right mind. Uh, if we look a little bit closer, we could say, I have a, a reasonable portion of strength that I was able to make it into the house today. If we go a little bit further, he watched me as I slept and I slumber. If I go a little bit closer, he protected me and saved me from all harm and danger. Because you know it could have been you somebody read about in the paper this morning. It could have been you that somebody buried in the grave. It could be you in that preparation room in the hospital waiting for some surgery. 
But by the grace of God, am I talking to somebody here this morning, that it was not you, but you are sitting here able to say, Lord, thank you for just being good to me. Because if I can just think for a little bit just what the Lord has done, I'm just talking about from last night today. Hello, somebody. (laughs) That's just good enough for me just to shout and act a fool up in here. Because sure enough, my God didn't have to do it. I did not deserve it. But by his grace uh, and his mercy, I am here today. Uh, By his grace uh, and his mercy, I have wind in my lungs today. Uh, Am I talking to somebody? here this morning. Aren't you glad uh, that God is in the saving business? uh, Because if it had not been for the Lord on my side, uh, oh, wretched man, uh, where would I be? But by the grace uh, of God. Come on. Can I go a little bit further what the Lord has done for me? If I go back some 2,000 years ago, I was told about an event that happened on a hill, looked like a skull. Golgotha Hill on Calvary. A man named Jesus. They put above his head the king of the Jews. They got so mad, they said he is not the king of the Jews. Uh, Matter of fact, they were blaspheming and cursing at him, saying, if you are the Savior, come down from there. But I think about what the Lord did do. He did not come down from there, but he stayed up there and uttered some words like, God, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And then the last word he said was, it is uh, finished. What did he complete? He completed my salvation. He completed my healing. He completed my restoration. He prepared a place for me in the presence of his glory. Aren't you glad? I'm just talking about what the Lord has done. Did he do it for you? Tell your neighbor the Lord's done some great things for me. So as I look at my life, can you look back at yours and say that the Lord has brought me from a mighty long way? Have you been through some trials? Have you been through some tribulations? And has the Lord seen you through? Have you been through some storms? And has the Lord seen you through? I just want to stick a moment on the storms. Uh, pastor Ivory shared me this illustration from another pastor talking about going through some storms. Uh, he was on his way back from an engagement. Uh, I believe his daughter was the one driving. Uh, it was a rain, thunderous storm. And it was raining so hard you could barely see in front of you. And they kept on driving. And as she kept on driving, her dad was laid back in the seat of the car. And she was concerned, saying, uh, Father, should I pull over. He says, no, daughter, keep on going. But father, I see other cars are pulling over. He says, no, daughter, 
keep on going. So they kept on going and they made it through the storm. And then he said, daughter, pull over. And she said, why pull over? Because we're going to thank the Lord for pulling us through the storm. Because if we stayed right there, we'd be like the rest of them, still caught up in the storm. Aren't you glad that while you're going through some storms, God can see you through? But all I'm doing is talking about what the Lord has done for us. So as we look at our story here, Jesus meets ten lepers. Ten lepers, they meet Jesus. We need to understand what goes through lepers. They have been exiled from their community. They are declared unclean by the Lord. The Lord says if you have this disease, you need to be outside the community. He has a law that they have to cover their mouth and they shout out, unclean, unclean. To ensure that nobody clean, not having this disease, comes near to them. There, we don't know how long they've been in this condition. But they've been in it long enough that they know only somebody could help them out. They were in this condition long enough that they heard about a, name, a man named Jesus. So that when they heard or they saw Jesus, they was able to say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Can I put a pen in there right there for a moment? Uh, have you felt like that? Uh, have you felt exiled? Have you felt forgotten? Have you felt left out? And all you could do is cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. I might be looking like I'm just talking to a few, so I'll move on since none of y'all had to go through that place on mercy. But those that do go through, I'm going to talk to y'all for a little while. <laughs> because when you're left out and you have no one else to turn to, you start thinking of some words saying, he's a present helper in the time of trouble. You start thinking about like David, I became young, I became old, but I never seen that seed begging for bread or your righteous forsaken. You might go back a little bit further and realize that the Lord, if he is God, he will provide for his people. Aren't you glad that if my people who are called by my name, oh, thank you, Lord. Aren't you glad that the Lord is my shepherd? Thank you, Lord. And so those of you who have not been there, you don't know what we're shouting about because we're so glad that we was left out all by our own. We knew a God. We could cry on, say, Lord. Have mercy on us. And then look what happens here. Our Lord hears their cry. And, and look how he replied to them. He did not say you were healed. He did not say you have been forgiven. Go and sin no more. But instead he pointed them to the law. He told them to go see the priests and present yourself clean. If you look closely at the text, at that time he said that they were still lepers. So he told them, go to the priest, present yourself clean, but yet they saw themselves hourly still dirty. But yet it says, as they were going. Oh, come on, somebody. As they were going, one of them started looking down. Started looking and saying, look, my feet look new. My hands look new. My body is new. 
a change has come over me. I'm so glad that God can change us. And it got so good to him. It said he had to turn back. And he cried out, giving glory to the Lord. But he did not stop there. He fell on his face at the master's feet and worshiped him and thanked him. I want to point out here that Jesus looked at this one and said, wait a minute, wasn't there not ten? Only this foreigner? Only the foreigner comes back to give me glory. Mm. Only you. And he told him, get up. Thy faith. Y'all see that there? Thy faith has made you whole. I want to point out here that there were ten, but only one gave him glory. My child is to you. Are you one of the ten? I mean, one of the nine. Are you willing to give God glory? Look here. They cried out to him. He told them go and they were healed. But they did not go back to give him glory. But one, the Samaritan, did. If you know something about the Samaritans, they did not get along with the Jews. The Jews did not get along with them. As a matter of fact, they despised them, called them half-breeds, and, and said that they do not worship the true God. But yet Jesus treated them all the same. And we see here, it was the foreigner that came and received him. Do you not know, do you not know, do you not know that Jesus came to save the Jews, but they rejected him? And since they rejected him, he opened himself up to the foreigners, Gentiles, people like you and me. And it should move us that when we see the goodness of God in our lives, that we ought to turn back and glorify the Lord. We should humble ourselves and put our face to the ground and say, Lord, I am not worthy of these blessings. And we should give thanks unto God, and then we can hear him say, get up. Do you see here, do you see here that, that sometimes in our lives we get caught up like the nine, that God does so much goodness in our lives that we forget to give him praise. We, we fill up the tank in our car, but we don't thank the Lord. We pay our bills, but we don't thank the Lord. Our water and our light, some of y'all have not experienced it being cut off, but you don't thank the Lord. Your children come home every night safe. You don't thank the Lord. I'm saying this to make sure that we don't get so complacent that we just take these things for granted. Some days, right, you thank the Lord because that day you was worried. Oh, will Johnny make it home safe? Not answering their cell phone, not returning my phone calls. They're not where they said they should be. But when they come home, oh, thank you, Jesus. But a regular day of school, Johnny comes home. Why don't you do your homework? Hello. Oh, thank you, Lord, he made it home. Because, you know, there's a child that was walking home from school. Somebody scooped him up. 
what I'm trying to point out here, that God has done some good things for us. And that every opportunity, we ought to take some time out and thank the Lord. Look here, look here. Jesus gave him instructions. Y'all see that clearly, right? He instructed him to go to the priest. But he realized that before he went to the priest, he had to thank the high priest. You see, sometimes we get caught up with instructions that we don't understand obedience. This man realized that a change happened to him that the priest did not do. A change happened to him that no other man could do. And so he had to go to the only one who was responsible, and he thanked him and him alone. Four points I want to highlight on you on this today. That if you look closely in the text, this is what this man did, what we ought to do to give him glory. First, we need to turn to Jesus. He was on his way being changed. He turned back to Jesus. One thing, when we meet Jesus, we need to understand how we should be changed when we meet him. They cried out to the Lord. The Lord sent them on a direction, a new path. Y'all see that? Beforehand, they were left in a place of exile and being kicked out. And then Jesus told them that you are now welcome to go before the priests. Aren't you glad when the Lord sets you free? That you have a place of fellowship. You have a place to go and dwell with other saints. That you have no longer been chastised, but now you have become a brother, have become a sister, and our Lord and Savior. Isn't that good news? Don't we celebrate families, how we need to celebrate when one come together? We need to realize that once, in order for me to give glory to the Lord, i got to turn to Jesus. They turned to Jesus, and he hear their cry. And they, he, they obeyed him and went in his direction. See, when we turn to Jesus, we are open ourselves up for obedience, to, to repent, to turn away from our wickedness, means to turn away from one path and to turn to another path. Secondly, he glorified God. You see that right there with a loud voice. He did not whisper. Y'all see that? He did not try to be all dignified. This man was so enough excited that he wanted everybody to hear him and say, I give glory to the Lord. That's why, that's why some of us look at other people like they lost their mind because they shouting unto God. Well, that's your fault. Because I, I want you to realize this. I want you to realize this. When I get to heaven. The angels can't keep me quiet. They don't have a shout of a song of redemption over the Lamb's blood as I will. All, all they have is a simple song to say he's holy. I'm going to say he's holy, but I'm going to say he set me free. I'm going to say that I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The angels are to minister to us. I want you to point out this, that we ought to realize that God has set us up to shout unto him. It's not the angel's job. But for us to give him the glory that he deserves. And so as I turn back to Jesus to serve him, to honor him, and give him glory, may I humble myself before him. Y'all see that right there in the text. When he fell down on his face, that's a place of humility. When you bow down before someone, that's a place of humility. When you bow down, how often do you bow down before the Lord? You don't have to necessarily do it physically, but do you even do it spiritually? Do you, do you put yourself and say, Lord, I humble myself 
before you. If you look closely here, he did not have to do any of this, did he? Was he forced to go back to the Lord and give him glory? Was he forced to go down and shout, you've been good to me? Was he forced to bow down? No, he simply told him to go before the priest. But something disturbed him up in his heart that he said, I I can't contain myself. I got to go to the Lord and simply tell him, thank you. My, My challenge is to you, what hinders you from giving God the time he deserves? Are you so caught up in, the, in, your, in your busyness of your life that you're too busy to pray? The problem is if you're too busy to pray, that's why you need to be praying. Because if you're not praying, then something else is catching up in your life. If you're not seeking God's face, something else has caught your eye. If you're not spending time in his word, then you're listening to somebody else's word. If you're not spending time in deep meditation on him, somebody else has grabbed a hold of your attention. You need to cut that out and say, Lord, I give my time to you. And then look what he does. He gives thanks. And then Jesus tells him to get up for your what? Your faith has made you whole. The last part is this, that you live a life of thanksgiving. That when God has changed your life, it should be evident in how you start walking now. That you walk differently, you talk differently, you, walk, you move differently, you let everybody know that I have been redeemed. Did we not read that in the psalm that the redeem of the Lord say so? You should not let somebody else beat you out in your testimony. You, you should let it somebody else tell it. Then you should tell it better than them. Say, I know what he's done for me. You, you don't got the whole story. Because he has set us free. He has redeemed us. Our actions should be just like that one leper, that one leper, not like the nine, that one leper that decided I got to go back and tell Jesus, you are worthy of all the praise. Can we understand as we looked about, we talked about what has he done for us? Just think about for a moment, what has he done for you? And have you took the time to give him the glory? Because I want to point out to this, the glory belongs to him. All glory belongs to him, both now and forever. I'm pointing this out because sometimes we give glory to this book we read. We give glory to some TV show we listen to. We give glory to some minister that preached. But we need to go back and say, no, God, it had to be you. We need to realize that he is the only one worthy of all the praise. We need to catch ourselves and not try to glorify some person because they had a good idea. But you ought to glorify the Lord for blessing somebody to be in your life. We need to make sure that God receives what belongs to him. And because when you free yourself up, then you can just bow yourself down because you don't have to worry about nothing else. Because you know the one who has all things under control, who has all power, who has all authority. And when we do that, catch this, catch this. You hear Jesus speak to him. Look what he says. Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Aren't you glad that when you do all that is done, the Lord will give you a blessing? Mm, 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 mm. Aren't you glad that after you have done and done everything the Lord has asked you to do, the Lord will give you a blessing? Come. All ye who are labor and weary, sit on the mountain for the old found rest. 
for he is for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come, ye who are faithful over little things, I'll make you rule over many things. Come, well done, my good and faithful servant. Oh, come, in my father's house there's a room with many mansions. Oh, come so I can wipe the tears from your eyes and there'll be no more pain and no more sorrow. Oh, come so you can take of the tree of life. Oh, come into the Father's house. Do you see that when we have done what the Lord has asked us to do, and when we surrender, we receive a blessing from the Lord. One beautiful blessing, remember the criminal on the cross. He says, this day you will be with me in paradise. Aren't you glad that when we turn to the Lord, he blesses us and keeps us? And so as we realize this, that who will give glory to the Lord, we ought to say, it'll be me, O oh God. Because the Lord has been too good to me that I will testify and tell the whole world. How great he is and how he can bless you too. Because many of us, many of us can tell somebody our testimony. And they can say, how, how could the Lord have done that? And you could just simply say, just because he loves me. I am not worthy. I am not deserving. But because he loves me. It's not because I've done some good in my life, but it's because for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. And so for that reason alone, I will give him praise. For that alone, I will give him glory. Can I close with this? Look at this leper. Did the leper walk away rich? Did the leper walk away with a brand new house? But he walked away with the promise of the Lord. I want you to grab this, that when you serve the Lord, it does not guarantee that you're going to have some earthly riches. But you will have what nobody else can give you. To be made whole. To be made whole. Do you know what it means to be made whole? To have peace in the middle of the storm. To have joy no matter how the world is falling. Even if you may be dying on your sickbed, you know that I'm going to see him over in glory. Even though he may slay you, you say, yet I will trust him. Even while you're weeping and wailing, you sure enough know joy is going to come in the morning. Even if you may be stricken like that woman with the issue of blood, you have hope as if I can touch the hem of his garment. Even if you can't see, you could just simply say, Lord, just say the word. My servant shall be healed. Don't you want a blessing in your life? And look how your blessing comes when you realize how, how low you are. And you just cry, Lord, have mercy on me. Let's bow our head and pray. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. There's so much killing in this community. Lord, have mercy. There's so much poverty in this community. Lord, have mercy. Lord, there's so much abuse and neglect. Oh, Lord, have mercy.
Oh, God, send out your servants that we can help bring healing into this land. Lord, we are making ourselves available to you, realizing there's someone that needs to hear a word from you. Knowing, Lord, that you can speak healing in their lives. You can bring transformation. Father, you can bring healing. Lord, we thank you that we are more than conquerors. That nothing can separate us from the love of you. So, Lord, we cry out to you, have mercy on us. Lord, we realize that we are sin sick. We realize, Lord, that on our best days we're still nothing but filthy rags. And we realize, Lord, only by your grace we have been saved. And it's, and it's a gift from you, O oh God. And we receive this awesome gift. And, Lord, we desire to walk in humility before you. To glorify you all the days of our lives. We give thanks to you all the days of our lives. And serve you for the rest of our lives. Until our Lord and Savior comes back with all power and authority. For we, when we can forever be with him. Lord, there's someone here who does not know Jesus. Lord, I pray that they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart. That Jesus Christ is Lord. That he died on the cross for their sins. And Lord, I pray right now that they accept him as a Lord and a Savior. And they surrender their lives to him. Father, we thank you. We glorify you and we magnify you. Amen.